Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have sat with many people at the end of their lives. Sometimes death is hard. People are in pain or they are anxious or not ready to let go. But mainly at the end, there is peace, a sweet surrender to what is inevitable. I've seen many peaceful deaths, but I've only seen one that was beautiful. Mary was an elderly parishioner born in Canada but moved to New York with her husband when they were both still young. Mary rarely made it to church because of arthritis and a heart problem, so I visited her regularly with communion, though to be honest, we mainly spent our time visiting and drinking tea and talking about books and knitting. She always had a new novel from a Canadian author to recommend and a project on her needles for one of her great-grandchildren. Mary was in pain much of the time, but you wouldn't have known it. She had a joyful spirit, bright blue eyes that sparkled like those of a much younger woman. She loved to laugh, and she was so grateful for her life, for her husband now gone, for the life that they had led together, for her children and for the care of her daughter, grateful for her friends and her church, grateful for the knitting and the novels that kept her busy and entertained now that she couldn't get out. As Mary grew feebler and it became clear that there were no more treatments that would be of use to her, she decided it was time for her to go into hospice so that she wouldn't burden her daughter. Even there, even there, Mary was a delight, a gentle spirit, kind and thoughtful to all who visited or cared for her. When I would visit, she would recite a kind of litany of gratitude for all that had been in her life. Some things that were wonderful, some mundane, some quite hard. Then in the last few days as we sat together, Mary made a quiet but clear shift towards eternity, breathing long and slow, few words. And then, and then she raised her hand and pointed and looked ahead into what I could not know, saying, see, see that. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Her face was transfigured, awash with awe and amazement. And soon after, she slipped away. A life of thankfulness 
rounded in beauty. Though there was no healing for her elderly arthritic body, Mary died well and whole. Ten lepers, ten lepers, ten healed, one made well, one returns to give praise and thanks, the Samaritan, the foreigner. Now, a preacher could go a lot of ways with this text, could say a lot of things, and there is a lot going on here. This story is about a lot of things, but one of the things it's most assuredly about is being made whole. It's a story about healing, yes. After all, there are 10 lepers, and I don't need to go into the details of how those with a dreadful skin disease that makes them visibly different, even repugnant, would have made them untouchable, unable to participate in community, religious, or family life. They were isolated with only one another for companionship. They see Jesus and they cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he does, sending them to the priest so that they can be declared healed, clean, so that they can be returned to their lives. Along the way, all 10 are healed regardless of their faith, regardless of what they think about Jesus, of what they do before or during or after their healing. All 10 lepers are healed, but perhaps only one is made whole. One of the lepers, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrates himself at Jesus' feet and thanks him. Jesus grumpily wonders, where are the other nine? Why do none but this foreigner return? We're going to leave that discussion for another day. Though I wonder if in fact the other nine got to the temple, were pronounced clean by the priests and gave their thanks there. But after wondering where the others are, Jesus says to the healed man, using the word for resurrection, get up. Get up and go on your way. And then he mysteriously adds, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Ten were healed. Only one was made well, made whole. As someone much smarter than I am noted, the word Jesus uses for made well can also mean made whole, as in made complete, being made into who we are meant to be all along. His faith has made him whole, made him into who God made him to be. But what, just what, was his faith? He proclaimed no creed. He recited no statement of belief. He said, no prayers, unless, of course, thank you is a prayer. Which, of course, it is. 
No, faith did not make him or the other nine lepers well. No faith, thanksgiving, gratitude. That made him whole. The theologian Karl Barth said more than once that the basic human response to God is gratitude. Not fear and trembling, nor guilt and dread, but thanksgiving. And C.S. Lewis notes that throughout the Bible, we're called to give God thanks and praise, and we're given copious examples of people doing just that. He notes that those who are humble and healthy praise God the most, while those who are cranks and malcontents praise the least. He writes, praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. Inner health made audible. And that makes sense. Praise and gratitude recenter our lives, drawing our attention from a sickly, morbid fascination with self, certain that we are the center of all that matters, that we are responsible for the all that is in our lives. Ingratitude a curmudgeonly stance towards the world, the refusal to give thanks, to focus only on the wrongs, to complain about what isn't rather than notice what is. That is the way to live a life of one. Ingratitude makes everyone around us disappear as we fail to notice the kindness, the goodness of others. Ingratitude makes God disappear as we focus only on ourselves. Praise and gratitude make us whole because they make us less about ourselves, drawing us up and out to God and to one another. The great mystic Meister Eckhart wrote, if the only prayer you ever said in your whole life was thank you, that would suffice. If the only prayer you ever said in your whole life was thank you, that would suffice. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. After a lifetime of thanksgiving, Mary was not healed but she was made whole. The man who returned, praised God, gave thanks. In Jesus' eyes, that was faith enough. That was faith enough to make him whole. For if we think that faith is a creed, if we think that faith is praying hard enough, believing in miracles enough, then we will be disappointed, crushed even, when we find that not all are healed, that in fact, at the end, none of us will be, as we will all surely die. But if faith is a thank you, if faith is wonder and gratitude, if faith is amazement that all we have, our very being with its shifts and its losses, all of that is a gift from God. If we give thanks for the one who gave all for us so that we might never be lost, 
well then, that faith will make us well. And no matter what losses we suffer, no matter what griefs, what life throws at us, we will find that indeed, we are whole. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.